All right, and welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. It's another Monday night, which means it is another professional hockey southwest weekly podcast. Scott Strandy joining you here from uh, beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, boy, this is a really fun show tonight, guys. Um, first of all, I want to thank my co-host, uh, normally Seth Askelson, for stepping aside to bring on uh, our former Sun Devil from his palatial estate, my co-host on Tuesday nights, Mr. Paul Hornstein, is going to join us tonight because he wants to visit with our very special guest tonight as well, too. So first of all, Paul Hornstein, how are you? Uh, we're doing good, Scott. Uh, uh, we are hoping to avoid the technical issues that uh, <laughs> we had last week. I have a new set of headphones. I don't have to use my son's. <laughs> and uh, at least I know for tonight they work. We'll find out about tomorrow, tomorrow. But uh, they work tonight. So, and uh, right. you know, <clears throat> so go ahead. Well, as I as I said, this is professional hockey Southwest Weekly, and tonight we've got a great guest going on that I think both Paul and I kind of hinted at last year that this guy would be a professional hockey player at some point. We didn't know exactly when. We didn't know exactly where. But it's official now, so uh, in a few minutes we're going to introduce our uh, our uh, special guest tonight. But Paul, uh, professional hockey Southwest Weekly. When I say that, and we obviously talk Coyotes, we talk Golden Knights, we talk Tucson Roadrunners, Henderson Silver Knights will be on this this year. A year after that, there's going to be a team in Palm Springs, and you're not far from a brand new facility coming up on Long Island. Uh, what's your thoughts on professional hockey? Southwest Weekly. Um, well, you said the most important thing, and there will eventually be a new facility here on Long Island. Uh, the Islanders have been, I don't want to say nomads, because they haven't really gone anywhere, but they've been trying to get a building for probably 20 years, and uh, it's finally getting done. Uh, they expect to have the roof on the building by the end of the summer. Uh, and... I'm very excited about it for a lot of different reasons. Like, for example, it's 10 minutes from the building where I work. So if I want to go to game, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. That, that's, okay, that's, assume, that's assuming you finally get back to a building to work in and, and not from your uh, living room of that palatial estate that we like to talk about out on Long Island. Yeah, yeah palatial, yeah. <laughs> uh, you saw the tree. And, uh, yeah, the other day we were on a, on a phone call, but uh, – yeah, it's like ten. It's like ten minutes from the building I'm assigned to. Let's put it that way. Is that better? Absolutely. Okay, let's so. not tease this any longer because I know we got our guests with us. But uh, this weekend, an announcement was made. I got it. I think Saturday sometime, and uh, and we were excited about it as always. We are Sun Devil fans uh, first and foremost. So we do College Hockey Southwest Weekly on Tuesdays, and and I told this guy when I invited him on, I said. This is going to be Spotlight Steiner. So without any further ado, Steen Pashnik, how are you? You got Scott and Paul with you tonight, and congratulations is in order for uh, signing as a member of the San Jose Barracuda. How are you this evening? Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that, and I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, you know, congratulations, I told you, by the way. Thank you. I thank told you. you I appreciate Steiner. that a lot. I, I told you we had to have you on because I know what you've been through, and um, you know you've you've battled all the way through uh, some injuries and, and getting yourself set up. But tell us all about building up to uh, the signing on on Saturday. 
Well, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Um, like you said, I've been through a lot here, uh, not, not only here, even back in juniors. I mean, um, it's just years and years of, of work put into something. Um, and it's just so exciting when something finally pays off. But just from being at ASU, um, I'm, I mean, there was times where I was injured. There was times where I might not have been in, uh, in, in the coach's good books, I guess you could say. Um, but you know, one thing I learned throughout, uh, my hockey career is just to always keep fighting, never give up every time you get knocked back down get back up. And, um, you know what, it's my mentality that if you do that, then eventually something good is going to happen and it's going to pay off for you. All right. Let's, uh, my co-host going to jump in in just a minute, but, but I want to find out just a little bit. We know you went to, uh, San Jose's uh, camp last year and had a good experience there, but was that the place you wanted to go or were there other options that you had or what, what really came down to uh, becoming a Barracuda? Um, uh, last year when I went to their camp, that was the only option at the time. Um, but I went there and met all the staff and met everyone and um, just realized how great of an organization it was and, and how great of people were there. Um, you know, even though me and Brittany weren't draft picks, they still treated us like we were. Uh, they still treated us just like everyone else, which which was definitely a, a big step in the right direction for us. So then throughout the season, there was a little bit of interest from, uh, there was one other front runner that was more interested than the others, along with some, a couple other teams who was just kind of like talks, but nothing major. But at the end of the day, you know, I love everyone over at uh, San Jose's organization and it was easily the right choice. Okay. Well, when you went more. To- Okay, oh, let me ahead. sneak one more in, and then, then you're going well, you to jump in. You don't have to sneak it in. Go ahead and do it. You don't have to sneak it in. <laughs> okay, so, so Senior, when you came to, to ASU, and, and we're going to talk San Jose first, and then we'll back it up and talk a little bit about uh, what's happened at ASU and, and maybe go all the way back to Bonneville a little bit. But um, tell me, when you got to ASU, did you actually think that, A, that program was going to do what it did with you guys as a part of it, and did you think that it was going to turn into, I know everybody wants to, but was it realistic that this might turn into a professional career for you at some point? You know what, for for myself personally, there's always that thought in your mind of, uh, well, maybe I'm not good enough, you know, maybe, maybe this might be the last step for me. Um, but again, your, your goal moving forward is always to get to the next level. That, that's been my goal since I was 15, 16 years old. I just want to get to the next level. Then I made it, realized, okay, I'm good enough. I got to the next level again and so on and so forth and, and got to college hockey. And um, the first couple of years for myself, I was like, yeah, this might be the end of my career here. But then just bringing in, um, you know, like the coaching staff, bringing in the right people, it just makes everyone else better. So then you soon realize like, all right, I might have a shot to get even higher here. And um, it obviously worked. And then as for the program, you know, I think that uh, the freshman class, my freshman class that Powers brought in, we knew in our mind that we were going to be where we were today when we left this program. There was a lot of doubters, um, a lot of people saying that we couldn't do it, but our freshman class is resilient and, and we knew exactly what we were here to do. And then, you know, just the people that Powers brought in after our freshman class just made it even so much easier for us. And that's why we were able to be successful so fast, the people he brought in. So to answer your question, um, I, I, I knew we were going to be here. There's a lot of people who didn't think, but we knew it. 
Uh, Steen, when you went to the San Jose camp last year, was there something that they said to you like, hey, Steen, we want you to work on this that kind of caught you off guard or kind of caught you by surprise? Um, they actually, uh, like one thing that they said to me was that you got to work on your skill level, like your hands kind of thing. And I knew that was coming. I mean, I'm not a player right. like Johnny Walker who's going to go out there and, you know, toe drag a bunch of people, but it's always good to get better at something that you're not good at. And I knew that was coming. But, uh, one thing that surprised me that they were impressed with me was actually my skating. They said for, for a bigger guy, like you can skate real well. And kind of surprised me just because at the next level, you know, skating is such a huge piece to the game. So um, it was definitely nice to get that compliment from them. And then just having them telling me to work on my skill, I knew that was coming. I mean, everyone's so skilled at that next level right. and just got to go to work every day and kind of get better what you're not good at is what you got to do. And, and Scott, let me give Steen a compliment here. Uh, not that I'm looking to embarrass him or any of that sort of uh, players like Steen are the kind of players that every team and every organization needs to win cups and win championships. You need guys to do the kinds of things that Steen has done at ASU, especially killing penalties, where the last two years they were in the top 10, and he was a big part of that. So, Steen, um, like I said, I'm not trying to embarrass you or, 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 or things of that nature, but I'm just kind of adding to the, the visual and kind of adding to the story. And and did San Jose talk to you about any of those kinds of things, especially since they complimented you on the skating? They did, yeah. Actually, um, after after development camp, everyone went their ways to their respected teams, and it was I think we were about four games into the season, um, and then I got a text from one of their head scouts, just kind of saying, "Hey, like, listen, we loved you at development camp. We've been talking to our AHL coach a lot about you. He loves you." said that we don't have a player like you and we need uh, someone to come in here and kill penalties and be extremely physical. And I said, you know what? Perfect. That's exactly how I want to play. And um, so they just watched me throughout the year and we've been watching some video on their penalty killing and stuff like that. And, and that's what they're expecting me to come in and, um, you know, learn, learn from the guys who are doing it now and hopefully help out and chip in when I can. When you're killing penalties, I don't think people – or, you know, if you're not really – if you are not in the uh, in the breaking down of the X's and O's, what do you feel when it comes to killing penalties that you'll bring to the next level um, that's the best part of that game for you? I mean, not a lot of people love it, but I love blocking shots. Um, that's that's going to be my biggest mentality out there is, one, obviously be in, be in my position first, be in uh, – the position where you have to be on the penalty kill but then two if i get a chance to eat a puck block a shot uh, i'm definitely going to do that i mean i love blocking a shot and then all the boys on the bench get fired up so i'm definitely going to be looking to eat as many pucks as i can while i'm there well that was uh, something that any coach will take uh Stina. i'm sure they would love that type of attitude on their team uh so talk a little bit about the san jose organization you know we have uh vegas and and uh, the Arizona Coyotes here in our uh, coverage area. But when we talk about Vegas, they just uh, brought on their Henderson Silver Knights. And the key to that was having their AHL affiliate and their NHL affiliate in the same proximity within, you know, 30 miles of each other. We know in San Jose that you guys are in the same building, at least for now. Um, What do you, what do you take from that? Or how important is that to you as a player to be that close to the NHL team? 
You know what? I think that every NHL team should have their AHL team in the exact same place as them. Um, that was a big selling point when we were at development camp, just what they preached. They said, listen, guys, like for those of you free agents who are kind of on the fence, our AHL team is in the same place as our NHL team. And this is what they said. They said, you're going to have a member from the NHL team at every one of your practices and every one of your games to watch everyone and you're going to be around the NHL guys. You're going to understand how to conduct yourself as a professional and all that stuff. So that was a huge selling point for us just being in the same city. And then, um, you know, to put the icing on top, me and Brinson will be able to, you know, get to be around each other for another year and live in the same city at least. So just that, that was one of the biggest selling points for this decision for sure. Yeah, I can totally see where that would be. And, and you know, I, I told you this was spotlight on Steen, so no offense to Brinson, but we're talking about you tonight. But everybody knows that, that Brinson signed his contract and, and, and is set to join the training camp whenever that may happen uh, with the San Jose Sharks. But you guys are pretty close. I mean, anybody that's seen you for the last four years knows uh, how close you are and how close your family is. Just tell us about how great it was to be able to tell your parents that uh, you guys are both going to the same place as professional hockey players. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Like you said, me and Brinson are best friends. I mean, we've been attached at the hip since, you know, we were four years old playing mini sticks together kind of thing. So, um, I mean, to get to tell our parents that we were going to college together and they only have to make one trip to see the two of us was huge. Um, but, but this was on a whole new level. I mean, when Brinson... Uh, announced that he was signing with the Sharks. My parents were through the moon, uh, or over the moon, sorry. And uh, when I announced that I was signing with the Barracuda, uh, my dad obviously broke down crying. For those of you who don't know my dad, he's uh, he's the soft one of the family for sure. But <laughs> he was just... He was just so proud that, you know, his two boys who were always by his side through everything just got uh, professional contracts and they're going together. So it, it, was it was a really special moment to be able to uh, tell him that for sure. Well, and, uh, I don't let, know. Let Steve... me follow... no, that's fine. Oh, can I ahead, follow that up? Sure. Okay. I just want to follow it up one more time because it, this happened on Saturday and, and Sunday was Father's Day. Was there any significance in that or was that just total coincidence the way that happened? You know what? It actually worked out perfectly. Um, it was a total coincidence, but what had happened was I had just had shoulder surgery um, through ASU, and so I wasn't really allowed to sign the contract until I was done my rehab, um, just with NCAA rules and everything like that. But um, what happened was ASU banned all people from their athletic facilities unless you're a true enrolled student. So. Um, I had got the call from uh, my physio guy and he said, hey, we can't do physio in here anymore just because um, you have to be a student. I'm like, okay. So I immediately got on the phone with my agent, told him what was happening. And I said, I can sign anytime I want now. I got a call from San Jose within the next couple hours and everything just started to roll. Then uh, Saturday they sent the contract over and I signed it and it just worked out perfectly that Father's Day was Sunday. It was probably the best present he could have ever asked for. When you have spent the last four years uh, in an outpost uh, where you guys are getting on planes and taking long trips every, every weekend or just about every weekend, how appealing was it to you to sit there and be like, uh, I'm going to be in San Jose and the longest trip I might have to make is once a year? to the Midwest 
and you're going to play most of your games in, in the same time zone and not have to spend four and five hours on a plane? How appealing was that? Oh, it's so appealing. I mean, uh, you know, road trips with the boys. Road trips with the boys are fun. Don't get me wrong. Like, we have a blast. That's where we make all our best memories. But, you know, at the end of the day, when almost every weekend or every other weekend, you're hopping on a flight with a three-hour time difference, and it's a four-hour flight, and then an hour bus trip when you land, it's like, all right, this is enough. Get me home here. So that's going to be great, just to be able to play in the same time zone for the most part. And you know, there's nothing wrong with being in sunny California, so that's going to be nice. No, no, not at all. So, well, we well, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead. No, no I was just going to say, so, Cena, we know you're going to be making some trips down here and, and getting to uh, to play a little action in Tucson and, like I said, up in Vegas at the uh, uh, the Orleans for a couple of years. But uh, I'm sure that, as you just said earlier, that you're – your goal is to move up to the next level as you go. And I'm sure this is no different. You'll, you'll start at the AHL, but the ultimate goal is at NHL level. Uh, how realistic do you feel at this moment that is for you? That's, that's definitely the goal. Um, this is honestly the first time in my career where I can say that it's, it's one of the most realistic goals that I've had throughout my hockey career. Um, you know, you're always, as a kid growing up, you're always like, okay, I just got to get to the next level, just to the next level, just to the next level. And the NHL always seems so far away, like, man, you got a long road, but now being there, being in the AHL, you have one level left and, and I'll tell you right now, I'll do everything in my power. I'll put in, you know, 10 hour days working out training if I have to, but I'll tell you right now, it's a very realistic goal and I'm fully expecting to, uh, make it there one day. Have you had a chance to uh, speak with their coaching staff and their strength and conditioning coaches, uh, especially coming off the physical therapy for the shoulder and get some ideas already about what they want you to do and how they want you to do it? I haven't yet. No, the last time I talked to them was at development camp. Anything that I've discussed with them has been through their head scout and then uh, – the head scout will talk to them about it. So I'm actually waiting for a call sometime in the next week here from their strength coaches and uh, like physical therapist guys um, just to see whatever they want me to do to continue to strengthen my shoulder. But at the same time, I know that Leanne knows San Jose's head strength coach pretty well. So I think that he trusts her in order for her to do, um, you know, whatever to get me into shape. And I trust her too. She's the best in the business. Um, I mean, she knows exactly what she's doing. But from the shoulder rehab standpoint, uh, I'll, I'm definitely going to get in contact with um, the physio guy and, and even the strength guy just to see what they want me to do with it. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the future, where you're headed and what your goals are, but you wouldn't have a future if you didn't have a present and a past. So uh, let's get to the present. You're coming off of the three, four months near of this pandemic, and I know you guys were visibly upset, and you should have been because you had earned a chance in all probability to get into another NCAA tournament. And I've talked to a lot of your teammates and Coach Powers, and I know what everybody's gone through, I think, um, in that process. But what was it like for you, knowing that you were a senior, knowing what you guys wanted to accomplish and then have it, poof, just gone in, a, in an eyelash? It was tough. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to put into words just how hard it was, but um, – 
you know, just being a senior, that's your last run at college hockey and college hockey is so big. It's so much fun. Like the energy is crazy. So saying goodbye to that and having it taken from you unexpectedly and, and taken from you without uh, you having anything to say about it. Um, it was definitely hard to take in. I remember powers coming in the locker room and just saying, Hey guys, this is what's going on. It doesn't look good for us. Um, so just try and be together as a team until we find out kind of thing. And, and that was tough to take in. I mean, all the seniors, you could tell were heartbroken, um, but the whole team was heartbroken. I mean, we put in so much work that year. The last half of our season was nonstop flying places, never getting a break injuries. Like the whole team was banged up and we were finally getting a chance to rest and ready to be healthy and make a push for this national championship. And then just to have it taken from us, it was, it, it wasn't uh, the happiest moment of our lives. That's for sure. Yeah, I can totally imagine that. And, you know, I, you, you tell me if my assessment on this is, is somewhere in the ballpark. I've, I've talked to other players and I said, from the outside looking in, it looked like the first couple of weeks, maybe of, after the season was abruptly ended, it looked like you guys were all kind of like in a state of shock going like, uh, I can't believe this just happened. And then maybe the next couple of weeks, it seemed like reality set in and you said, Hey, this is real, but it's happening to everybody at every level. There's no NHL going on. There's no anything going on. And then it seemed like maybe week six or seven of the pandemic, everybody started to get a little itchy again. And, and maybe you guys too, where you're going like, hey, let's just get going. Let's move on to something else. Or let's just start playing hockey or seeing hockey or having something normal. Is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's a fair assessment for sure. Um you know, like you said, the one thing that did make it easier was that um, it was going, it was happening to everyone. It's not like ASU was picked on and we were singled out. No, this was happening to everyone. So um, that definitely made it a little bit easier. And then, like you said, the first the first week for sure, we were definitely in shock. I mean, it felt like we were still in the hockey season. Like we were still ready to go. We just got a week off. And then I think that second week came and everyone was like, oh, damn, this is, this is actually real, isn't it? And then... Yeah, like where we're at now, I'm itching to get back. I want to get going. I want to hit someone. You know, I want to. I just want to play some. <laughs> I want to play some hockey here. I was finally able to skate uh, a couple weeks ago for the first time with my shoulder, and it just felt so good to be back out on the ice. So, as we went through these last four years, um, what would you say was your favorite moment on the ice? On the ice. I would have to say, hold on, give me a minute to think here. I got to. No, no problem. There's, Take your time. You can even throw out a, a couple and pick, pick one. Go ahead. All right, all right. There's a lot of yeah, them. Take, um, take your time, Steiner. We'll talk about Paul's palatial estate that he lives in out on Long Island, and, and sometimes you get out there in the NHL and you play the Islanders. He'll probably pick you up and take you to dinner or something like that. So, well, we can do that. Yeah, that too. works for me. <laughs> um, I would say that my first. Uh, unbelievable memory was my junior year, beginning of my junior year when we went into Penn State. Um, and everyone still wrote us off. Um, we weren't, you know, we didn't prove anything yet. Um, but we knew deep down that we had a team that year. Um, but we were ranked like, I don't know, like 25th at the time. We still weren't ranked very high. Penn State was ranked seventh at the time. And we went in there and we lost the first night by one goal. And, and Honestly, I thought we deserved to win that game. I mean, we were the better team. And then the second night we went in there, um, just a hard-fought game back and forth, and then Johnny scored that overtime winner to 
to give us the game. I, I just get goosebumps thinking of that just because that was kind of a, a statement to the college hockey world, like Arizona State's here and we're ready kind of thing. And then uh, the second memory has to be the tournament. Um, I mean, the, the right. amount of emotions that you feel going out onto the ice is crazy. Johnny Walker summed it up perfectly when we were in the dressing room. He said, if you could bottle this feeling up and sell it, you'd make a ton of money. And, and he hit it spot on. I mean, you can't even really explain the emotions you're going through, but it's uh, it's a pretty crazy feeling to be in that tournament. As you look back on that, on that game now, nobody's ever happy when they lose. But did, did you take some solace in the fact that no matter what happens uh, in the history of this program, no matter how many national championships they go on to win or will, if they win, uh, that you guys were first and nobody can ever beat that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think everyone wants to be in the history books of, of something. But not only, not only were we first, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you something. That team we had that year was the closest hockey team I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Um, we didn't have the most skilled team. We didn't, you know, we didn't have these high draft picks. We had Joey Decord, who was our, the only draft pick on our team. Um, we didn't have those high-end guys coming in, but what we did have is love for one another. I mean, I would uh, I would have put my face in front of a puck for anyone on that team if they made a mistake, and I knew that they would do the same for me just because the amount of love we felt for one another. So I think that's what I'm going to remember most about that year. Yeah, I'll remember the NCAA tournament, but I'm just going to remember the brotherhood that was bonded that year because I've never felt anything like it on a team. All right, we know that you came from, from Bonneville, uh, Alberta, and you came to Arizona State, and it was a big difference. Uh, small town, big town, big university. A um, little colder weather to a little warmer weather. But And you've told me this before probably a couple of times. I just want you to tell it to the, uh, the fans again. What was your first impression when you walked into Oceanside Ice Arena and you decided that you were going to spend the next four years playing hockey there? I was like, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, when you come on your fly down, they, uh, they trick you. They, they kind of, you know, take you around campus. It's hot. There's beautiful yeah. girls everywhere. And yeah. it's like, it's like, okay, okay. And then they take you to the rink. And by, by the time you've seen, you know, all, everything that campus has to offer, all the restaurants, all the girls, it's like, all right, well, this isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I know you've told me this too, and, and so I've, so does Brinson and everybody else. But you guys actually love playing in that barn, and you guys made it your home. You made the best of it. You said this is our home, and we're going to show everybody. And you know where I sit in the press box, I've seen a number of teams come in with top draft picks, and they haven't had a whole lot of fun playing you guys at Oceanside Ice Arena. What's the mystique? You know what? A, a lot of teams are used to like their ivory tower arenas, you know, um, big ice surface, big stands um, where they come in here. And I mean, it's a terrible arena. It really is like it is crappy. And uh, I think what we use to our advantage <laughs> is one, it is a, a little bit of a smaller ice surface. So you got guys like me, you know, Dom Garcia, even guys like Jake Clifford when he was here you know, we can get to guys quicker and we just pounce on them and we just hit them and hit them and hit them. And then teams, you know, eventually the second, third period rolls around and they're just tired of getting hit because it's such a small ice service. We can get to them like that. 
And uh, I think we really is that. And, you know, it gets loud. Like our student section, when it sells out there, like it does get loud and, um, you know, they get invested into the game. So just the mixture of that and, and us being able to give them no time and space, I think it just really frustrates them. And then their frustrations, they just start taking that out on each other kind of thing. So when they get to the point where they don't want to be hit, uh, explain to people when you don't have that space, you don't even you don't have as much time to make decisions. So, uh, how often would you actually hear players on the other team verbalize those frustrations? Oh, a lot. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, like the thing, like a lot of people won't get to hear what's happening on the ice, but. Um, it's a very vocal game out there. Like everyone's talking all the time. And even if they're not vocalizing their frustrations um, to one another, you can just hear them kind of like swearing on the bench or swearing on the ice kind of thing. And, you know, it's the same for our team. Like if someone on our team makes a bad play, they're going to vocalize it as well. We don't want to make bad plays just as much as the other team doesn't want to make bad plays. So we've definitely heard it a lot. Um, who is Who is the person that – is the most transformed when they get on the ice, by the way. Who was the who was the guy that was quiet in the locker room and then got onto the ice and just for lack of a better term, wouldn't shut up? It's a good question. Well, Johnny's loud both <laughs> on and off the ice. So he doesn't right, yeah, we know that. He's, he's always know the that. same. Um you know what? Actually, Brinny is very transformed. He's he, he's somewhat loud when he's off the ice, but um, when he gets onto the ice, he'll let other people know. Um, and then the last one I would say would be, I would say Prods. Um, he uh, he's pretty <laughs> loud off the ice, but he's not that loud on the ice. <laughs> all right. That's that's good answering the question in reverse. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So Steiner, you, you talked about what it was like to come into Oceanside. You know as you leave now that uh there's uh, a new building on the horizon. I'm sure you'll be back at some point to see that, probably to collect a national championship ring, which Coach Powers has already promised you guys. Um how important do you think as a former Sun Devil right now that facility is going to be to the growth of this program at Arizona State? Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, this program is already climbing, um, you know, like a mountain, like it's just going straight up. Um, but I think when they get that new facility where, you know, it's going to be state of the art, it's going to be, it might, it's not going to be the biggest in college hockey, but I've seen plans and stuff for it. And I'll tell you what, it's probably going to be the nicest in college hockey. And um, once they can, you know, take, bring or fly kids down and take them on their tours. Okay. Yeah. You bring them around campus. You get to see the sun, the palm trees, all the girls, and then you take them to the hockey rink, which is going to be even nicer. That's just going to seal it. It's going to, a switch is going to go off in their head and they're going to be like, yeah, this is the place I need to be. So, you know what? ASU is already a top 10 program in the nation. Um, I think once they get that program, they're going to be, you know, top five every year for sure. All right. So you, uh, as we, as we bring it back to, to the pro ranks a little bit, uh, who was your team growing up? <laughs> uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. 
That, that's fine. Hey, listen, that's a good team. That's why a are you laughing about team. that, Steve? Why, why, why are you? Why? <laughs> I, I, I well, you know what? They, they, they had David and stuff, but. Yeah, they had the unbelievable cup run in the the year in 06 there. Then it's been uh it's it's been tough to be a fan of them for all those years, but I stuck it out. <laughs> was there was there Go ahead, Paul. Finish was there one particular player that was your guy when you when 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 you're watching a game, that's the guy I like to watch and that's the guy I like to 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 focus on? Um, actually, yeah, but not for the reason you'd think. So when, when Sheldon okay. Surrey played for the Oilers, um, my dad actually coached Sheldon Surrey uh, way, way back in the day. I think Sheldon was like, uh, geez, I don't know, 10 years old or something, but he was from uh, near Bonneville and he played some of his minor hockey in Bonneville. So um, I loved watching him just because I knew someone who knew him, you know? <laughs> oh, I get it. That made that makes sense. So you led me right back to Bonneville. I told you we we're going to move backwards. So we went from San Jose to Tempe to now we're in Bonneville. And we know the Pontiacs and how big that is in that community of Bonneville. We saw on your senior weekend uh, the support that you guys had from Bonneville. So give us a couple of stories, if you can, about Bonneville hockey and specifically the Pontiacs. And I want to talk about specifically the 2015-16 year when you had a Pretty phenomenal offensive season with 19 goals, 30 assists, and 49 points, if I got that right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, honestly, Bonneville, it's it's the smallest community in the AJHL in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, but uh, you definitely could not tell. Um, I mean, back when I was playing there, I mean, the fans were electric. I loved playing in the RJ. It was great. Um, you know, some of my best hockey memories are from there. Uh, Bonneville always had a curse on them that they could never get past the second round of the playoffs. They could never make it to the North final. They, you know, over 30 years, they didn't do it. And uh, the one year we just had the right group of guys. Um, I mean, you know, we had guys like me, Brinny, um, Bobby McMahon, who played for Colgate, who actually just signed with the Toronto Marlies, um, Ryan Black, who played for Northern Michigan. We just had a bunch of great, great dudes. And um, we, went to overtime in game six against our rivals, the Lloydminster Bobcats. Um, and we were up three games to two. So if we won in overtime there, we were we were going to the North final. And I think it was about three minutes into overtime. One of our guys, puck popped out at the hash marks and he wound up for a slap shot and put it in from the hash marks. And <laughs> I have never heard a building that loud in my entire life. They almost broke the glass from pushing in on the glass so much. <laughs> When we were celebrating in the corner, we were getting hit over top of the head with the glass because it was bending and coming down so much. <laughs> I have never been in a building that loud, and it was just so great that we were able to um, to give the town of Bonneville that, something they've been looking for for 30 years. So I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Bonneville or the Bonneville Pontiacs because it's made me a huge part of who I am today. Yeah, I so, think that's... Uh, Hold on one second, Paul. Let me follow that up okay. quickly because um, when you talk about the Bonneville Pontiacs, they they not only support you there, but as I said, they support you when you move on. <laughs> Did you think when you moved on and in your senior year at an NCAA school in, in Tempe, Arizona, that you were still going to get that kind of support, or did that surprise you at all? It definitely surprised me. Um, you know, a lot of – a lot of programs you go and play there, they love you while you're there, then you leave and then someone new comes in and they're going to like that person, you know? So 
Um, you know, it definitely surprised me how much support we still got out here and how many people followed and kept up with us and came out to see us. And I think it speaks volumes of the community of Bonneville, um, just how tight of a group it is. And um, it's great. I hope that they're still going to come and see us in San Jose, um, you know, because we love them and we would do anything for them. Um, you know, it also it also helps that uh, Arizona is, you know, 70, 80 degrees in the wintertime and Bonneville is minus 40 Celsius. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I can't go. It, it makes it hard to complain about New York winters when I when I got to hear when, when when someone's talking about uh, the temperatures up in Alberta. So I, I kind of oh, yeah. have to be quiet about that. It does <laughs> you know, get cool. Uh, we're. we're yeah, we're practically tropical here on Long Island compared to <laughs> what it must be in, in Bonneville. So uh, that must be a, 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 an incredible thing because you had the folks come down from Bonneville. And I, you know, the people in Arizona know how many people go down to Arizona from especially Western Canada uh, during the winters. Uh, so you had people following you down there, uh, coming from Bonneville down to Arizona. And then when you go on the road for ASU and, and there's always a bunch of uh, alumni and, 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 and fans in the stands for you guys too. How much did that infuriate other players and other teams? I think they hate it. Um, I mean, for our home games, I know I hated it when other teams had crowds and it happened a lot because everyone wants to come to Arizona. So all the away teams fans would, <laughs> you know, come to Arizona, but it has to infuriate them. You know what? I was so impressed with how well ASU traveled. Like every road game we were on, we had, um, it always surpassed my expectations. Um, and places like when we played in Harvard, we had more fans than Harvard did. We were, our fans were louder <laughs> than Harvard's fans were. Um, and I mean, if I was Harvard, I would be pissed at that. Like not coming into our building and being louder than us. So, um, shout out to all the ASU alumni out there, all the ASU fans who uh, follow us and you know come watch your games on the road. You guys have no idea how much we appreciate that and how much it just wants us. It wants to make us play harder. Are there some names coming out from Bonneville that we should might maybe look out for? Like younger hockey players? Yeah, there is. If, if, um, if you if you're aware. There is. There's a, there's a younger kid. I don't know how much how young he is now. I think he might be 18 now, but he's on the Pontiacs right now. His name's A.J. McCauley. Um, he okay. is from Bonneville. And then there's actually another kid on the Pontiacs who's playing. His name's Austin Saint. Um, from what I heard, those two kids are supposed to be pretty good. And then I do know uh, my agent had talked to me about um, one or two younger, younger kids. They're only like 14, 15 years old, but... Apparently, they're supposed to be the, the real deal. I'm not 100% positive on their names, so I'd have to get back to you guys. That's okay. I don't, I I don't want you to violate any NCAA rules either. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about that okay, anymore. Paul. Paul, well, Paul. He, he they, moved they, they might the with the same. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. They might, yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him a bad time, Steen, because he's usually my college guy. But uh, we won't keep you much longer, just a couple more minutes. But a couple of things that, that you made impressions on us 
And I know that that our photographer, Zach Mondran, is listening right now. Um, we're doing a, a little giveaway for our, to help build our followers, Dean. We're calling it hashtag pucks on the pods. We do a trivia question. And uh, I know that you used to come out of the locker room and smash that that puck wall. <laughs> and and Zach told me one day, he goes, I have to get a shot of that. I have to get a shot of that. And he was sneaking around to try to get in the right angle to get that shot. Um, in a minute, we're going to bring him on and we're going to have him. Uh, he said he's got a really good trivia question about you. So don't give us the answer, but listen to this trivia question to see if you know the answer about yourself, okay? Okay, okay. All right, Zach, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. So we've got Steen and Paul and myself. And you told me uh, this afternoon that you had a great trivia question about Steen Pashnik. So first of all, I'm going to give you a minute to tell Steen just how much you appreciated him because I know that uh, he made your life easy, didn't he? Yes, sir. Yeah, he definitely did. Steen, congratulations on the contract. We're all real happy for you. Um, yeah, it was amazing having you here for the the time at ASU and you always made for some really great photos. So I'm really, really happy for you. And I can't wait to see you at the next level. Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. And before, before you ask this trivia question, I just want to, you know, tell you guys that, uh, just really appreciated how much you respect the players and, uh, you guys made our lives really easy and just tell you, you know, all the players have, have all the respect in the world for you guys. And um, you've always treated us really well when we're down here, you know, coming, leaving your family is not the, not the easiest, but just want to thank you guys for everything you did. You're well appreciated, Steiner. Okay, Zach, bring it out. Let's see if Steen knows this trivia question about him. Okay. So now that he's a professional, uh, we're all super pumped on that, but we are going to go back to the college portion of it. So in 2016, 2017, that was your freshman year, and you scored two goals. So the the trivia question is: What team did you score? What team did Steen Pashnuk score his first goal against? Yeah, I know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I figured you would. I, I figured so. you would. <laughs> I could tell you what All period right. and what time it was at too. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. We're gonna yeah. be we're gonna be watching the feed, the Twitter feed now, and the answers come in. If we see something that says uh Steiner, that one's gonna be thrown right back out, right? Because we, <laughs> we know he knows the answers. So the other thing, Steiner, I wanna I wanna tell you just a funny story about is that um, your spelling of your name is very unique, right? And Zach and I have both punched ourselves in the face multiple times because we keep either missing an E or missing an N, and we want to both publicly apology, apologize to you for that. But what a great name. The passionate name also uh, gave us fits the first year or so, and, and all of a sudden it became a household name. I mean, when I punch it into my phone right now, it just pops up. Brinson, Steen, and Pashnik are right there. And your family and what you guys have done uh, for hockey in the desert southwest, I don't know if you know our goals, but our goal as a company was to uh, grow the game of hockey in the desert southwest by providing uh, an outlet to provide features. And I couldn't ask for anybody to help our company out other than your family, your brother, and the community of Bonneville. So our personal thanks to you as well. So thank you for being who you are. 
No, no problem. Thank you very much. And hey, anytime you guys need anything, anytime you want to interview, just don't hesitate to ask. And for the spelling of the name, it's okay. Sometimes I spell my my own name wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I I promise it will never, ever happen again. You guys guys wouldn't believe how many times it's happened. Just not only you guys, but everyone. Uh, I, I do understand. Believe me, I do understand. So, all right, Steiner, I'm sure you've got a lot better things to do than to hang out with us for any longer, but thanks so much for sharing uh, the day with with us. Uh, you know, that was a special day. I, I know when I got the text, I was extremely excited for you. And, and it, you know, a little behind the scenes stuff, I texted you back when, when Bernie signed and, and you laughed at me a little bit and you said, hey, not true, not true. And I'm going like, okay, okay. And then you told me that you said, I will let you know when it is true and you are a man of your word, my friend, because uh, you let me know as soon as it was true, and and we respect you for that, and and I hope we uh, earned your respect by by sitting on it for uh, three or four months as well, because we understand what it's like to be an NCAA athlete. Hey, absolutely. I mean, like I said, there was some NCAA stuff going on that I had to take care of, but um, you know, I've gained a lot of respect for you guys over the years, and and absolutely, I was going to text you and let you know. Uh, hey, Steve. Right now for, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I'm sure he's going to hear this if he's not listening now. But uh, last year, your dad beat me up pretty good in Cornhole in Pennsylvania and tell him that one day I expect <laughs> a chance to get some revenge. And maybe even that, that, that night that you come to play uh, against the Islanders or whatever it might be. <laughs> and I want that shirt he was wearing at senior night. I need to know where he got that. <laughs> hey, he's beat me in cornhole a couple times too, but I'll uh, I'll pass a message on and tell him that you want a rematch. <laughs> All right, Steiner, have a have a good weekend and uh, you know a good week, I should say, and uh, get that shoulder stronger. Get back on the ice, hopefully sooner rather than later. And you know you'll see both myself and Zach for sure uh, covering the AHL. So. When we uh, bang on the glass at you or something, uh, just know that we're doing it with love, okay? (laughs) Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right, folks. That is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly that I can say with Steen Paschnick joining us uh, after signing his contract with the uh, San Jose Barracuda, who, as I might throw in there, Zach Bondurant says is the coolest AHL jersey on the market. So, uh, uh, Zach, do you want to follow that up with anything? I can't wait to get one with Pashnik on the back. Steen, do you know what your number is going to be yet? Not yet, no. Uh, those details haven't been discussed yet, but I'm sure it's all going to fall into place here and uh, probably after the draft. I mean, they got the draft coming up soon, so they got to focus on that, um, and then we'll figure it out. For sure. Yeah, I can't wait to get a, get a jersey or a shirt with that name on it. Same with Brinson, too. New favorite, yeah, new yeah. favorite NHL franchise. <laughs> <laughs> let's go that's what my cousin said actually my cousin is uh he's a fighter in the ufc and he made a tweet he's like i'm so happy i don't have to automatically cheer for the oilers now and i have a new favorite nhl team <laughs> all right I, I told you you could leave but i want to throw out one more thing it's not just you and Brittany in the family that makes things go up there so shout out to the rest of the passionates a little bit tell us what they're all about if you got a minute absolutely um my older brother, he is, uh, he owns a farm with his wife. Um, you know, we were growing up, we always had, we always went and helped out on, on my uh, Guido's farm, my grandpa's farm. Um, so I think my older brother just kind of fell in love with that. And luckily 
met a wife who owned a farm and now they own it together. So anytime I'm back in town, I'll go out and help them out on the farm as much as I can, just whatever, whatever they need help with. And, um, younger brother, Tegan, he's going to school up in Canada, going to school to be a teacher. Um, I guess he just loves it. Um, and parents are well, parents are working. Um, apparently all the, uh, coronavirus COVID cases back in Canada are just like dwindling away. Like it's almost like nothing happened there now. So a little, little opposite to, the, to how it is here. <laughs> yeah, for fact. Well, I'll tell you what, my friends, stay safe, uh, get stronger and, and we'll see you on an AHL ice surface very soon. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap up another edition of professional hockey Southwest weekly in just a minute. Sounds good. See you guys later. Thank you. Thanks, Dean. No problem, guys. Bar and Grill, located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pregame like a pro, postgame like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. 
So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, you're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, Scott Strandy and Scott Still, Arizona. I still have my uh, my co-host for the night, uh, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island. And I think we still got our uh, photographer, and we got a new title for him coming up, folks, but I'm not going to give it away yet. We're going to hold on to that. But our uh, graphic designer and our Mr. Everything when it comes to content, Zach Mondrant with us. So, so guys, I just want you to take a couple minutes and, and just recap uh, Steen Pashnik, if you can, and just what kind of a – player on and off the ice he is and the kind of player that AHL is getting. I'm going to start with Paul. Well, as I mentioned earlier in in the show, uh, teams and organizations need players like that. You have to have the the eat-a-worm guy. You have to have the guy that's willing to sacrifice the body because people have to play defense. People have to kill penalties. Special teams, as we know at any level, is probably – well, not probably, is the difference between winning and losing. And when you get to the playoffs and when you get deeper and deeper into the playoffs, it's always special teams that do it. And when you are that kind of player, there's always a need for that kind of player in any organization. And teams that don't have those guys don't win. Well said. Zach, your thoughts on on Steen and – I know how much fun you had shooting him, and you're going to continue to do that, my friend, because he's in the AHL in the Pacific Division. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I mean, they're getting they're getting one heck of a player, but not only a player, but uh, a person. Uh, he's a character player, um, and I think, like he alluded to, he's ready to just eat pucks. Like, who, what player wants to get shot at by professional players? And so they're they're getting a really good character player and uh if you're in the san jose area uh definitely make a trip to come see this kid because uh, he's he's gonna wow you he's a really great player and he's also a really great person not only san jose but tucson henderson uh, bakersfield ontario <laughs> True, <laughs> he's gonna yeah. be all over and I, I told this to, to Steiner a little bit, uh, Zach. I don't know if you were on yet when I said that, but he may end up on Long Island, that new building that's not far from uh, from Paul's palatial estate. So, Paul, w- w- would we be able to come out there with you and maybe all get together with Steiner and and Mike and and maybe play a little cornhole? Yes, yeah, sh- sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, does, uh, are you going to pick up the check too? <laughs> See, I knew I knew something was coming at the end of that. I, when I start inviting myself, then I usually get spanked pretty good on that. But uh, guys, guys, I, thank you both for joining me on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and thanks to Seth Askelson for uh, for stepping aside, taking the night off, and letting us do this. It was really important to all three of us because we do know the Pashnik family very well, and uh, just the fact that, as I told you guys at the start, I wanted this to be spotlight on Steen because um, he's been in the shadows of Brinson, and, and not to take anything away from Brinson, he's a heck of a hockey player and a heck of a person, but Steener hasn't had a lot of spotlight opportunities, and, and I thought he really deserved this one, and I'm happy he was able to do that. Well, listen, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's a good combination uh, for, for, for us, you know, especially me as the more ASU players that get into professional hockey, whether it's the AHL or the or, or the NHL at this point, uh, that only bodes better and better for the program. 
And, you know, after five or six years, I tell you this all the time, it's still a gift to me and, a, and, and like a big Christmas present. So the more players they send into uh, professional hockey, uh, the better it is. And, you know, especially, especially the grinder type players, the, the, the skill guys, you know, he mentioned, I don't have Johnny Walker's hands. Well, that's true. Uh, you know, as he said to himself, but uh, those guys are easy to see that they might get to that level. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're recruiting a player that's got that, that type of skill set where you're the grinder. Now you can say, Hey, we put this kind of guy in professional hockey too, not just the, the goal scorer. So it, it helps the whole program. Uh, and it's good for them. And I, and I like watching those kind of players anyway. Uh, the, the goal scorers are great, but you know, as somebody who's done some coaching, uh, we look at things a little differently. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Zach, don't go away because I want you to uh, to give our uh, trivia question one more time before Paul does his read and uh, ends the show for us tonight. But uh, for everybody asking up there, and I, I, I apologize to try to get back to everybody personally, the, uh, the, the uh, pucks on the pod trivia question and the prize packs have been slightly delayed coming out of Canada, and our friends at Summer Skates apologize uh, profusely. They had a problem first with the coronavirus and, and getting things switched around in their warehouse, and then it got hung up in customs. But I'm told we will have them very shortly, possibly even by the end of this week. So um, all those prize packs that have been won are coming. There's another one coming tonight. So, Zach, go ahead and tell us the, uh, the hashtag Pucks on the Pod trivia question for tonight. For sure, yeah. So, uh, so we all know, like, during the show, Steen signed his professional contract. But in 2016 and 2017, that was his freshman year, and he scored two goals. And what was the team that he scored his first goal? What was that team? Um, so, yeah. All, all right. That's uh, fairly easy for us. I know Steener said he knew who it was. <laughs> I yeah. Think he said I think he's going details. I think he down. would. <laughs> All right, so that's another uh, edition of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Thank you guys for joining me. Paul, take it away, if you will, and do your thing. All right, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona by Arizona Business, presenting sponsor of the new season of Sunday specials. See our summer truck and SUV deals at bellford.com. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, satisfy your inner foodie with our handcrafted, made-to-order burgers and our long list of the best in craft beers. Buy Sprint, a brighter future for all. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Cactus and Tatum and let him find you the right deal. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com. Find out how they can serve your catering needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all about the butt. Buy summer skates, sour shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit summerskates.com. Win your summer skates prize pack with the hashtag pucks on the pod. Behind the Mask, getting ready to get back on the ice? Order online at behindthemask.com or come in and check out our refurbished stores. Buy College Bar and Grill. Stop by for lunch at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. College Bar and Grill. Buy ASU fans for 
ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop, for all of your ASU hockey merchandise, now open for limited group skating. Roger Klein's Canción Tequila for the best margaritas and more. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. By OxyPal, introducing our new line of all-natural hand sanitizers. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPal.com. By M-Drive, go to MDriveformen.com and use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the Ice Dens, Chandler and Scottsdale, small group skating now available. Call for information. Professional Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Professional Hockey, Southwest Weekly, is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. I'm telling you, folks, it doesn't get any better than that right there. Big shout-out to uh, Steen Pashnik and congratulatory uh, wishes again for him signing that professional contract. Thanks to Zach Bondran, our uh, photographer and designer extraordinaire. He's got something new that he's going to show us uh, very, very soon, and we've got a big announcement for Zach as well coming up. And my one and only partner in crime, Paul Hornstein, please take care of that uh, palatial estate until I can get out there and, uh, and visit it one day. Thank you so much for jumping up and, uh, and stepping in on this one. I knew you'd kill it, and you did. And uh, now you can go to bed. It's a three-hour time difference, so get some sleep. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode, another edition of Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. For uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, how about a little De Niro to say goodnight? See you next week. <laughs>